Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. All the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist, you're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's, fuck you. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Oh, hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That is Vince Tagliavia. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. on Monday, Wednesday, and 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. I'm still getting used to that time change, but... Man, this is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. As you can hear, I lost a little bit of my voice this weekend. So hence why I didn't do the Dark Delight show this morning. It was really hard to speak. But man, what a day this started out with. So just go go ahead and give a rundown of everything so people know where we're at, what we're talking about here. Um, Daily Dose, this is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. We lay it all out for you. The Firestorm event is currently in progress. We'll get into more of that here in just a few minutes as we begin to discuss. This last weekend, I was at the GART event in Chandler, Arizona, the Great American Restoration Tour, where I got to hang out with some of the, the coolest people I've met in a long, long time, besides the Red Pill family, of course. But, uh, Good, dude. Yeah, no, really great. Uh, hung out with uh, my buddy Alpha, Alpha Warrior. Everybody knows him out there. We had a great time. Uh, Sean Morgan from American Media Periscope, who who really kind of set in motion a lot of this stuff that's happened today with me. Um, got to meet all these people in real life. Um, obviously, everybody who knew Patel Patriot, John, John, um, Zach Payne from Red Pill 78, um, Burning Bright, Just Human, all these guys were there. Fantastic time. Absolute 1776. Um, G money. Great dudes. Killer. It was a good time. It's a good time. But I lost my voice. Um, more likely at the bar after. Um, but you know, <laughs> it happens. But um met some great people, got some got some great information out there to the world. So hope all of you guys had a great time here with Vince. And I know Roxy filled in uh one of the nights. They did a show, no show Friday night, but we'll make up for it this friday i promise you excuse me all right now let's get rolling because this is going to be um a, a a packed show in the sense of what we're going to talk about today all right there's yes. a lot of things occurring right now and in gart this weekend you hear a lot of different theories but mm -hmm. you hear a lot of different theories of what's going on whether it's devolution whether it's the the plan or or whatever these things are Here's the thing is at the end of the day, all of these theories were all aligned in the sense of what's happening. They're all aligned mm -hmm. in the sense of what's happening and what's coming and what's going to come. And I'm like, I'm sitting there going, shit, I've been talking about this for years. <laughs> like, Interesting. I knew this. 
Red Pillars knew this. Red Pill Project knew this, right? But I've been calling what's called the Firestorm event. For anybody out there who's new here, anybody who's just listening, um, November 2020, I, I talked about um, a color revolution that happens on a global scale and how this color revolution is, is kind of implemented is that you have to take out the foundation of how a society functions. So you have social and cultural destabilization. This is everything from the integration into our school systems and academia with a very radical left ideology, which is pure evil in its source. This is the funding of George Soros DAs and governors and politicians within the state level to change state policy um, and to also allow prisoners out of, out of, of jails early, um, violent murderers, rapists, all of the above, um, to reduce sentencing of these people or not even sentence them that much. And this produces a massive destabilization within the larger population areas, which eventually leaks out into the rural and suburban areas. And when that leaks out into those neighborhoods, that's when people begin to take notice. And we're actually in that phase right now to where that is leaking in that area. So we have social and cultural destabilization. I throw academic in there as well as a separate function, but that is in with that color revolution aspect. Okay. And we have political destabilization. And we, we've seen this, I mean, <laughs> really around 2016, we've seen this kind of division be brewed. Um, we, we were having some talks this weekend. I, I think it was, um, um, I, I don't remember exactly who I was talking with, but it was about how people like um, Eric Weinstein, right, who's a traditional liberal, traditional liberal. Eric yes. Weinstein, he's the host of the Dark Horse podcast, right? Lefty, but not like these lefties. Um, he's the one that had uh, Gert Van Enboish and Dr. Robert Malone on, and he's one who broke originally the whole vaccine talk and discussion that this thing needs to be pulled from the shelves. Wow. Right? Then you got people like Michael Shermer from Skeptics Magazine, who is a liberal, a traditional liberal. And he's out there fighting the trans agenda. Like, this is not good. Stop this stuff, right? Yeah. We were having that talk, and someone said, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like all the political shift is moving left. I said, exactly. That a traditional, a conservative today is actually a traditional liberal. Pretty much. Yep. Pretty much. And so we're sitting here going, we're conservatives, but in actuality, we're, we're just liberals. We are actually, a go look it up. You don't believe me, traditional liberals. But these other people, the reason why they're agreeing with a, lo a lot of us, even though they might, you know, they're not, they're, they might be atheists or they might be scientists or whatever they might be, is because yeah. it's not because they move towards us. It's just that our political views more, move towards them because the left has gone so far extreme. And the right is kind of been dragging along to keep pace with the traditional trend. Yep. The far left is with <laughs> the far left has gone so far. They're at the ice wall with the far right. Yeah. <laughs> they, they kind of are. Oh man. And I saw, I saw another uh, podcaster show host. The other, just yesterday uh, put out a video on, on flat earth. That's fun. And uh, I had a well. He put a, he put out a picture, an image of flat Earth. So I put a video. In oh yeah, I saw that, dude. And I think Good my one. my video has gotten more views than his original post. 
<laughs> it was getting hot. That's hilarious. I love it. It's fun. It's and, fun. you know, it, it's not to poke fun at people oh. or anything like that. I, I just think that we live in a very dynamic world where information yeah. is fragile, right? Information mm-hmm. is incredibly fragile and you have to treat it as such. And this means that if someone tells you something like there is a, there is a meme going out today, right? Um, it was, I think it's from a moose, a muse on uh, Twitter. What was it? It said, um, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you exactly what it said. Please do. It's uh, and I'll get, so, um, Secret $250 million five-year contract being negotiated between Tucker Carlson and CNN. No. <laughs> if that happened, okay, but most likely not. Um, so the Firestorm event, academia, you throw that into there. Political, obviously, we know where we're at now, okay? So oh, yeah. th- this provides a foundation. And see, my voice is squeaking. This provides a foundational base of how society is structured because that societal aspect, that cultural aspect, and cultural, don't even get me started on how culture has been infiltrated. I mean, we got we got dudes dressing as chicks, taking showers with young girls buck naked. Yeah. We got, um, you know, in, in Virginia last year at the school board meeting, you have some dude who dressed up as a girl and went and raped a, another teenage girl in the locker room. We have men in jail saying, I now identify as a woman being sent to the woman prison and raping women. Okay. This is cultural destabilization. So when you take the societal and the cultural aspect of this, this gets brought home. Okay. It gets brought to the home, to the household. And this is why you have a lot of these parents and I'll, I'll call it as it is. You're not seeing fucking boomer parents doing this. This is generational. This is millennial and Gen Xer parents that are coming home and implementing this, this diversity, equity, inclusion agenda yeah. into their household. Because someone at work hired somebody who's now the DEA, DEI person, mm-hmm. and it sounded fucking cool. It's a new cultural hippie revolution, which is completely onslaughted by psychological warfare. That's what's it, happening right now. It's sinister. It's sinister. At its heart, I couldn't imagine pushing ideologies on somebody so forcefully like the <laughs> radical left is. Uh, the fact that they feel that way is just alarming. That's well, what Tucker it seems said like it, to me. Tucker said it in a uh, speech over this last weekend. He said, it's, uh, this isn't about politics. This is pure evil. Yeah, nails it. And have you seen the uh, a lot of the trailers or heard the feedback from the new movie um, Nefarious? Yeah, in theaters. Uh, I think so. Is that um, the one about like the inmate? Yeah. So yeah, I saw that clip. People are calling this the anti woke um, newest Hollywood movie. It's it's portrayed as a horror movie, but it's anything but. Um, guys facing life in prison. He gets to meet with a therapist before he gets sentenced to death. He comes and tells a therapist he's a demon. And that a lot of the stuff that's happening in the world is all because of them. We have a clip of it. Oh, do we? I'll send it over. Uh, Just give me a moment. Yeah, no, 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 no rush. I'll keep on going through here. Okay, so we have this aspect of it. So now we get into 
if that's societal, and this is being brought in the house, right? Now we have yeah. this upper echelon. This upper echelon is supply chain and infrastructure. This is what holds the country together. From that yeah. holding of the country together, and, and don't even get me started on on supply chain. Supply chain. Um, I was actually listening to a new report. We have over twelve hundred food processing, manufacturing, Gosh. and distribution facilities that have been targeted in the last three years that have been taken down. You have planes flying into meat factories. You have um, oil refineries blowing up. Yeah. You have warehouses that produce all the manufacturing and processing across this country blowing up in cities and exploding. This is an attack on our our supply chain. It's attack on our infrastructure. Then you have, um, you know, we go back last year. We start looking through the winter. We know the energy crisis. New England didn't have enough energy. There is diesel, um, diesel, diesel fuel shortages. All these various things are not because of the actual supply of raw materials, the actual scarcity, but it's a manufactured scarcity that is driven by this global elite. So you have that. But then at the upper echelon, you have what I call geomilitaristic, which some would call geopolitical. I'll say geopolitical, which is kind of the, the, the menandering between the two, right? That's fair. And then you have geoeconomic. And so this is kind of where the, the large part that takes longer to destabilize is actually at. Now, here's the thing, is that whole top level is being destabilized right now which means that when that collapses, it's going to collapse downward and everything else is going to collapse with it. And this is where that color revolution comes in to where everything does this reset. And there you go, the word reset. Interesting enough. Now, yeah, you sent me this link. I'm going to go ahead and play yeah. this. Uh, I believe this is what you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I actually, uh, <laughs> this is the video I saw earlier, but they were talking about it at GART. So I'm like, oh, what is, what is this about? Oh, I just saw it today. It's something. Yeah, check th check this trailer out of this video, guys. And I'm going to play you a clip, and I want you to take a wild guess as to why Rotten Tomatoes is tanking their reviews. Rotten Tomatoes gave the movie a 31%, while the audience rating is a 96. Some backstory. The guy in the orange is possessed by a demon, and the guy that he's talking to is his psychiatrist, and they're trying to figure out if he's making up the possession to escape the death penalty. Your side's not doing too well. Do you really believe that, James? Yeah. We've never been freer. Literacy is at an all-time high. We're working to eliminate racism, intolerance, gender inequality. People can, people can love who they want, be who they want, do what they want. Diversity is no longer a dream. Hate speech is no longer tolerated. And politically, we're reclaiming the moral high ground. I think I love you. Literacy, James. James, the average high school graduate reads at a sixth grade level. You have basketball players making 30 million a year decrying racism, all while wearing sneakers made from slave labor. Here's something for you. Right now, your world currently has 40 million slaves. More than the Romans had at the height of their empire. You want to know the best part, though? Half of those, half, are sex slaves, James. As for hate speech, well, you want to hear some irony? We didn't even come up with that one. You did it all by yourself. <laughs> Sometimes you amaze even us. I tell the humor. <laughs> Bye. 
bottom line is you're done. It's over, that's it. And we did it all right to your face, James. And now there's evil everywhere. And no one even cares. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree. Proving that we achieved our goal. Slowly, with your movies, your TV, and your media. We desensitized you. Redirected your worldview to the point that you can't even recognize evil when it's right in front of your face. So, hmm. Desensitize your worldview so you can't even realize what evil is when it's right in front of your face. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find the movie. I'm gonna go watch it. Absolutely, and if you think about it, 97% positive ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, take it's that gotta up. be a good movie. It's gotta be good, and it's uh, gotta be good. That percentage lines up with the demographics that we know to be true as far as the minorities, you know? All right. So Firestorm event is, is happening. Now, if you're a new viewer and and I'm pretty sure there's a few out there, let me lay some groundwork here for, we've been talking about this for a long time. Vince and I, Jason, I, everybody here at the red pill project, the plan, what was the fucking plan? Took a while to understand what the plan really was. And a lot of people reject this whole 17th letter thing because I think they don't understand what has actually been done because of it. Or a lot of people reject at least a lot of it. And just that's, I see where a lot of people are today. Yeah. That seems to be the case, but well, I, and I think because it was, it was infiltrated with so much bullshit. It was, and I don't think a lot of people understand what it actually was, what right. it caused. So what was the plan? What was the 17th letter? What was Q? It was a psychological warfare operation directed towards a Christian and the patriotic community to build a fucking army. Plain and simple. An army of digital soldiers. Why? Because when you have people like General Michael Flynn, who are the top spy in the country, and whether you think about the guy, if he's like he's behind the scenes bad, I don't care. Okay. Behind him was a group of generals, general officers, massive amounts of them, who were investigating the deep state. We, we've seen this. We have. I, I've showed the timelines. I've, I've laid this out for people. Right. And what they uncovered was not only stolen military secrets being sold to China and other countries. But what they also discovered was these illicit crime syndicate operations that were running that these people were directly associated with from child pedophilia, human trafficking, murder, money laundering, everything under the sun. And so they sought to expose it, but their whole plan was crumbled when Snowden leaked Project Prism, which was being utilized by the NSA, the spy on the deep state. Okay. So what happens next is 128 general officers are fired by Barack Obama immediately after. I mean, come on, let's, let's put two and two together here, guys. We're talking about patriots, right? So these guys get fired and there's something occurring though, within the social spectrum between 2010 to 2015, an interesting thing began to happen. And this came about because of an integration of technology known as the cloud and the development of the modern smartphone. Excuse me. What happened is, is people began transitioning how they consumed information. 
No longer were people watching 60 Minutes or Walter Cronkite or taking in 30 to 45 minute news broadcasts on a daily basis or reading the newspaper to get in their understanding of what was happening in the world. But instead, people were going to social media. They were going to Facebook. They were going to Twitter. They were going to Instagram. They were going here and they were pulling out 30 second clips, short memes, two to three minute videos on YouTube. This is how people began to get their news. And eventually, that is going to integrate into society and cascade and become the social norm. These people, these smart people on the patriotic side saw this. They knew this. And they knew that the most potent weapon that the globalists, that the, the evil elite have was the ability to control the dissemination of information. Now, why is that? Well, I just talked about the global firestorm event, right? And if you take every single word I say as a subdomain of the world, of how the world operates. So you have your social structure, you have your political structure, you have your cultural structure, you have your academic structures, and you have supply chain, infrastructure, then you have geopolit geopolitical, right? You have all these. These are substructures. Surrounding every single one of those substructures is a primary structure that dominates that domain. It's called information. Every single one of them is dictated by the information fed into that subdomain. These people knew this. They knew that if they could take over the idea of information, if they, if they could go out there and spread the message, hey, mainstream media is fake news. Mainstream media is fake news. Look at Donald Trump's platform he ran on. Fake news, fake news, fake news. He announced, um, he announced to Alex Jones that he was running for president on Alex Jones' show. Why? 30 million viewers. Because the regular news is garbage. So think about this. We come, they come in and they say, hey, we need to transition this. We need to create a war against the mainstream media, the mainstream narrative. If we can control that, we win. So now you have Donald Trump setting the precedent. Fake news, fake news, fake news. You're fake, you're fake. Propaganda bullshit, right? So what does the left do? What does the establishment do? They begin ramping up their tools on anti-propaganda, anti-disinformation, right? They start Twitter files off, Facebook files. They start taking their programs of what they were doing and basically political, politicalizing them, integrating them into the U.S. intelligence infrastructure and pulling this information out there and using it to censor people directly during this whole time. Well, these people knew full well that eventually it's all going to come out, that people will be able to see. You can't tell them. You have to show them. So you have the birth of Q. What's this do? Well, there was a lot of different things happening on 4chan during this time, right? There's tons of hundreds of different, I'm an insider, I'm an insider, but Q's the one that rose up. And there's a whole story behind maybe why. doesn't matter. What did matter is that that one won out podcasters, uh, Twitter people went and just pushed this thing out there and it became a movement. That movement, I believe, was taken over by what we would call white hats or by people that are patriotic to this world because they understood that if they could get that movement, which is growing so fast, and they could implement through, through good portrayed psychological warfare, if they could implement the skill set necessary to investigate to investigate 
to report and to disseminate, to get the information out there to people, then people would flock to them on all these alternative platforms. And that's exactly what happened with the Q movement. And then you had the first purge, you had the second purge, and then you had the third purge. And what happened there? People went out to all these other channels that nobody had ever heard of and used before, and they became popular because they decided to host this information. Now, those channels are some of the, the, the exact channels that we're on right now and are some of the biggest ones out there right now because yeah. we're seeing the decline within the mainstream media. CNN's viewership's down 75% in six years. MSNBC, I don't even think they're a company anymore. I mean, I don't even know how they survive. <laughs> Who the hell watches them? I don't Fox know. News just laid their nail in the coffin today. Yeah, they did. So in Fox News had their chance last week in court to not settle out of court, but instead take the trial and substantiate the evidence, but they didn't. So what we saw here was the transition of how information is consumed, disseminated. And the people who were just thriving for truth, we just wanted to be told the truth. We no longer trust our government, went and followed all these other people. Well, now that movement is being infiltrated. I'm not going to lie on that one. There's a lot yeah. of bullshit out there. But then it's shows like this where we say, hey, look, never believe anything anybody tells you, no matter who you are, or what authority you possess or profess, unless you can prove it. Your yeah. own research, inquiry, investigation, and through your own volition. And that's the, the pertinent message that has been spread. Because now people investigate and research themselves. They, they message people like me and say, hey, what do you think of this? And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to throw that in here because that makes sense. That fits in the queue. And, and people have been asking me, like, mm-hmm. like, we just had a revelation last week of something I was talking about since March of last year. Not one other podcaster said. You know what it was? We got validation no. of it last week. No. Uh, fuck. Uh, I don't think I know off the top of my head. I know my memory. I, I, I didn't expect you to know. Oh, okay. okay. Well, I don't know if I knew. What is it? Well, let me let me pull up a short video of Tucker. This Ooh. is Tucker's last show, Friday. Okay. I yeah. want you guys to listen to what Tucker says here, and then think about what the fuck what I've been saying. Okay. Check this out. Sometimes you wonder just how filthy and dishonest our news media are. You'll be in the shower and you'll think they're bad, but how bad are they? Well, here's one measure of their badness. You can try this at home. Ask yourself, is any news organization you know of so corrupt that it's willing to hurt you on behalf of its biggest advertisers? Anyone who do that is obviously Pablo Escobar level corrupt and should not be trusted. What would that look like? That level of corruption. Well, imagine that the Trump administration had made it mandatory for American citizens to buy my pillow. That's one of Fox News' biggest advertisers. Imagine the administration declared that if you didn't rush out and buy at least one my pillow, and then at least another booster pillow, you would not be allowed to eat out. You couldn't re-enter your own country. You couldn't have a paying job. My pillow, they told you with a straight face, was the very linchpin of our country's public health system. Now imagine as they told you that that Fox, as a news organization, endorsed it, amplified the government's message. Imagine if Fox News attacked anyone who refused to buy my pillow as an ally of Russia, as an enemy of science. And then imagine that Fox kept up those libelous attacks 
even as evidence mounted that my pillow caused heart attacks, fertility problems, and death. If Fox News did that, what would you think of Fox News? Would you trust us? Of course you wouldn't. You would know that we were liars. Thank heaven, Fox News never did anything like that. But the other channels did. The other channels took hundreds of millions of dollars from big pharma companies. And then they shilled for their sketchy products on the air. And as they did that, they maligned anyone who was skeptical of those products. At the very least, this was a moral crime. It was disgusting, but it was universal. It happened across the American news media. They all did it. So at this point, the question isn't who in public life is corrupt, too many to count. The question is, who is telling the truth? There are not many of those. One of them is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Robert Kennedy knew early that the COVID vaccines were both ineffective and potentially dangerous, and he said so in public to the extent he was allowed. Science has since proven Robert F. Kennedy Jr. right, unequivocally right. But Kennedy was not rewarded for this. He was vilified. He was censored because he dared to criticize their advertisers. The news media called Bobby Kennedy a Nazi, and then they attacked his family. But he kept doing it. He was not intimidated, and we were glad he wasn't. This is one of those moments when it's nice to have a truth teller around. It's helpful because suddenly the stakes are very high. Considering what's happening in Ukraine, a topic most of us don't know much about because the details are not reported. It was a year ago that every media outlet in the United States, from USA Today to the New York Times, told you it was a dangerous conspiracy theory to believe the U.S. government had ever funded secret biolabs in Ukraine. The idea was ridiculous. In fact, it was Russian disinformation. And then one day, in sworn testimony, Toria Newland of the State Department accidentally admitted that it was true. Yes, she said, there are many secret biolabs in Ukraine. And, quote, we are now, in fact, quite concerned that Russian troops, Russian forces, may be seeking to gain control of them. Wait a second, you may be wondering. Why does the U.S. government maintain secret biolabs in a primitive country like Ukraine? Why not Austria? Why Ukraine? And why didn't we dismantle and remove these secret biolabs when the war with Russia started? Nobody ever explained that. This show was attacked for asking the question. Now we have learned that actually it is far worse than just biolabs. Not only has the Biden administration been maintaining these labs in Ukraine in the middle of a war, it also has, quote, sensitive nuclear technology in Ukraine as well. And no, we're not making that up. They admitted it today. Watch. While Ukrainian staff are still operating the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, it does fall under the control of Russian armed forces and is currently being managed by Russia's state-owned uh, uh, nuclear energy firm, Rosatom. So this is a significant concern. And essentially, in this letter that has been reviewed by CNN, sent by the U.S. Department of Energy to Rosatom, the U.S. government has essentially warned Moscow not to touch the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant because of this sensitive American nuclear technology at the plant. So many questions here, but we'll begin with the biggest one. What exactly is, quote, sensitive American nuclear technology? Sensitive American nuclear technology? Probably not to produce energy. No one in the media is going to ask that question. But if it's in the middle of Ukraine, in the middle of a war, it stands to reason this sensitive American nuclear technology has military applications. In other words, these are nuclear weapons. What else could they be? Hmm. Yeah. Bingo. 
you know? Everybody's like, how do you know this? I said, don't worry. It'll come out. And I said wow. last year when when they Many were times. going after, when Russia was going towards Zaporizhia, right? They're going towards the plant. And they're like, the Russians are shelling the outer perimeter of the power plant. Stop it, Russia, or NATO's going to get involved. And people are reporting, it's Ukraine who's shelling the power plants. And I said, well, do you guys all remember a thing called Uranium One? I said, put this together. Hillary Clinton, Secretary of State, is selling uranium, United States uranium, refined uranium, weapons-grade uranium, to a Canadian company known as Uranium One, which Justin Trudeau just happened to have some financial interest in. It's sent to Russia. And Russia was meant, by the way, Russia doesn't need refined uranium. They got Kazakhstan, which is the largest uranium deposits in the world. So what were they doing with it? Well, Russia knew that they were being set up by Clinton. This is 2007 to 2011. They knew they were being set up by, by the Clinton in, in the United States, okay? Because if you remember 2015, Hillary Clinton went and said, we're going to put military defense shields up in Ukraine and Poland and so forth. And Putin said, you can't do this. He goes, we know you're developing nuclear weapons. Okay? That was 2015. But if you back up, They what anticipated happened? it. 2011, you had Yonovic come out in Ukraine. This is why they formed the coup on there. United States is like, whoa, 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 what's going on in Ukraine? Ukraine wants to leave the Minsk Accords. They want to go and start trading with the Kremlin. They're pro-Putin. Okay. Yeah. And this They're becomes losing a control threat. of Ukraine. Yep. This becomes a threat to U.S. Um, uh, power and dominance over the world. So what happens next? Putin was supposed to take that uranium and give it to Iran. Did he take all of it? Of course not. But the problem with that uranium the refined uranium that the U.S. sold Russia, is that you can detect the radioactive isotopes from space-based satellites. So where do you hide it? You're not going to hide it in Russia. This is, and for everybody's like, how do you know this? Well, why the hell do you think we were bombing northern Syria during the Trump administration? Because they're not holding the uranium in Iran. They were developing the technology mm. in bases in northern Syria. Okay. So, Makes sense. where would Russia hide U.S. refined uranium that they don't want in Russia? Well, 2011, we have pro-Russian president in place in Ukraine. What better place than in the World War II bunkers underneath the nuke plants? Because the radioactive isotope is signature is hidden by things like Chernobyl. Like things like the nuclear isotopes from the power plants themselves. Yeah, maybe in old salt mines. Yeah. So there you go. And I said, when 2014, the United States took back over that uranium, began their march against Russia. Trump won. We know that. But I said here a year ago that the deep state has a weapon, nuclear weapon manufacturing plant in Ukraine. They are developing nuclear weapons, high technological weapons in Ukraine, along with the biolabs. And there you have it. Now the United States DOE comes out and says, hey, Russia, um, don't, touch, don't touch our secret military projects that's going on at those nuke plants. Please don't do that. Oops. Yep. And where did, when, where did Ukraine get the, the, the uranium? They got it from Russia. Basically brought over during the Uranium One scandal. 
They're in some deep doo-doo. Now you understand why hundreds of billions of dollars have been been spent by the United States to stop Russia in Ukraine. Because you have to understand, if the United States, if it's ousted that the United States is developing nuclear weapons technology in a foreign country with no regulations illegally, the implications of that through the through the whole um, ge- geopolitical community is bad, beyond yeah. frigging yeah. bad. And not just nuclear; we have the biological weapons as well. Yeah, it's on par. Absolutely right. Worse. Biological weapons, but nobody wants to talk about that anymore, do they? I do, dude. It's <laughs> do. <laughs> they're gonna. It's coming out. It may yep. just come out without a shadow of a doubt. And guess what? Even if the U.S. denies it, even if Mexico, well, Mexico probably won't deny it. Even if Canada denies it, oh, they definitely will deny it with Trudeau being complicit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's see, who else might deny it with us? Uh, Eastern Europe um, or Western Europe, rather. The, there's more people that would jump on board saying you're fucking lying. And that's, you know, three quarters of the world. So... Now, we had a question out there, and it's a good question to ask because we had four years of Trump. Mm. Does Trump know this is all in Ukraine? I don't think Trump knew this was all in Ukraine, or he knew, decided not to let it out or release it, but knew that it was under his control and contained, and that's why Putin didn't take action during Trump's administration. I don't. That's about as far as I'm going to go on that. Hmm. But here's the thing is there's more happening in the world. So Tucker Carlson out at, at Fox News. Okay. Yeah. They're saying it's because of this discrimination lawsuit by one of the female producers. Fuck, garbage. Get out of here. Firstly, the, the discrimination lawsuit is against his show, not against Tucker Carlson himself. And this is – um, and she's got to be a lefty. I, I, that's what I'm assuming. Uh, Tucker Carlson is accused of promoting a hostile work environment – his former head of booking, Abby Grossberg, is said that the male producers regularly use vulgarities to describe women and frequently made anti-Semitic jokes. Oh my goodness. What a horrible workplace this is. So they're just they they say the word pussy. Yeah. They say is, the word pussy. Yeah. Bitch. This is why this is why I can't work at a standard exactly. <laughs> place. Why I can't like, work regular job (laughs) (laughs) but they're saying this is the reason tucker was let go it's a month after no it's not that speech that i just showed you tucker's last show Mm. what was the first thing that he did through metaphor what i don't know he attacked pfizer pharma yeah he attacked pfizer one of the main cash cows yep he attacked pfizer he said what if uh you know, well, the Medina cartel had bought out all of, uh, you know, what if my pillow was my, the Medina cartel and had bought out all the advertising on, on these yeah. stations and then pushed their yeah. message that ended up in adverse reactions, strokes and deaths. Yeah. And Fox just paid out that huge sum to stop that lawsuit relating yep. to pharma. And there's another one coming right behind it. So here's the thing. Is there is more stuff that happened today other than this? But the finish up, right on that segment. Sure. Tucker's going to be back. 
He's going to be stronger than ever. Glenn Beck um, broke the news on a show earlier and said, Tucker, this story sounds incredibly familiar. Because, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, that's exactly what happened to Glenn Beck, who Tucker took over his spot, that 8 p.m. spot when Glenn left. Mm -hmm. um, but the same thing happened to Glenn Beck. And Glenn's like, I don't know if I can pay you, Tucker, as much as you want, but come on over to Blaze TV, Tucker. Come on over to Blaze TV. So you could see Glenn Beck Tucker. That would actually be a dynamic duo right there. You could see um, it's interesting too that it's a week after his interview with Elon Musk. And Elon Musk is starting the everything platform, the X platform. <laughs> and imagine what would happen if Elon's like, hey, Tucker, just take um, take three months off, wait for me to get this established. And uh, I'll bring you on as our, our primetime host on X News. I could, I could honestly see that. If Tucker does something, if he's not directly employed by Elon, he will be on Twitter mm -hmm. monetizing it. Maybe, uh, maybe he's going to come out and do subscription uh, Twitter spaces. I, I'm telling you, Twitter is about – listen – if Twitter wasn't a private company right now, if they still had stock, I would be buying it. Twitter is going to be oh, Elon, yeah. Elon Musk. Anything this guy touches goes to gold. And I don't care well, what you think of him. Anything he touches turns to gold. He's got he just, yeah, he just started a new uh, subscription based thing to launched it that you could uh, apply for. Right. And, and one of the reasons they stopped like um, um, pr uh, promoting the, the sub stack, they brought it back. But one of the reasons they did that is because they're doing the same exact thing. Twitter's going to yeah. allow you to upload videos. They're going to be a video platform like YouTube and Rumble. There's going to be a podcasting platform where you can upload your audio podcast. There's a blogging platform. Okay. It is going to be the everything platform. They're going to have uh, on the right-hand side, you're going to have podcast news. You can choose your video. They're bringing back the Vine. I'm telling you. He knows what he's doing. He's just slowly trickling it's it out, slowly to, doing it. He's going to figure out how to integrate some kind of uh, coinage. Yep. Crypto. Yeah, he's got. A, he's going to have a bank. You know You know what the biggest bank in the world is right now? No. Apple. Whoa. Mm -hmm. That's something. Yep. That's okay. something. Yeah, something to think about. And they're also offering 4.15% for savings accounts. What? Which is, it doesn't beat inflation, but it's bigger than all the big six. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So last week I broke on Twitter about the um, the Sudan embassy was on high alert, getting ready to um, uh, get everybody out of there. Yeah. Well, special forces today swiftly evacuated U.S. embassy members. There was a few special uh, special operations forces that landed in uh, with helicopters, fully armed evacuated the embassy staff the problem is is hundreds of americans were left behind again in warden torn sudan yeah and on the same day who gets fired susan Ooh. rice oh yes so susan rice has left the biden administration um they're they're saying that this potentially could have been because of the thousands and hundreds or thousands of americans that were left in sudan um, very similar to what Hillary Clinton did. I said that if uh, the, the ambassador was lucky, he didn't have dirt on Hillary Clinton or we would have had another Benghazi. Um, but yeah, so S Susan Rice was fired today. Yes. But wait, there's more. 
Don Lemon, 17 years at CNN, fired today from CNN. Yep. <laughs> and a lot of people are speculating that Susan Rice left the, uh, the Biden administration to become the campaign manager or potentially the running mate to Michelle slash Michael Obama. Wow, dude, that would be something. Well, you know, that kind of gets me into this next thing. A a new poll whopping 70% think Biden shouldn't run again days before he's set to announce reelection. This is an NBC poll. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when I told you, remember when we were talking about this before the midterms and I said, Biden is a liability, you know, he was a liability in the midterms. He's even more of a liability right now with the IRS whistleblower coming out They're They're utilizing the IRS as trying to squash Hunter Biden, um, uh, the Hunter Biden investigation. I think he just Um, got called to court. Yeah. Oh yeah. So there's tons of stuff coming out about Biden. He's not going to be able to hide this. This is a massive liability. They have to abandon him. They're not going to go with Kami Kamala. So what they have to do is they have to get in with a candidate that they know can win or they know they can cheat to get to win who has a clean sheet. And what better person than Michael Obama? And Susan Rice as his or her running mate. So you have Obama Rice 2024. That would be, and I'll be honest, that would be a powerhouse for 2024 for the Democrats. Here's how, here's how this would all unfold. Biden announces this week, I'm ready for, from, for election again, right? Biden announces in three to four months, the 25th amendment comes into play with Joe Biden's health quickly deteriorating. And they have a small limited time period where Kamali Harris comes in as president. Go, go back to the Q posts, right? Remember they said about, um, um, she will be president. Remember these Q posts about how she will be president over the summer, all this stuff. This was in 2018, but they were potentially what they were talking about was Kami Kamala being president over Joe Biden for a short period of time. Uh, I don't remember what post they are. Someone knows what the posts these are. I don't remember which one they are, but if you remember, he, they were talking about it. I don't recall. Q, Q I talked about um about her uh, about her being president, and Maybe. everybody's thinking, "Oh, Hillary Clinton's going to run again. Hillary Clinton's going to run again." Right. Right. But no. What if I told you it was just Kami Kamala being president part time, um, until the next and, and this could be a year down the road. Yeah, right. Right. This could be six months on the road. I don't know when they're going to pull Joe Biden out, but they want Kami Kamala in there the least amount of time possible. Right. Or they also said uh, you have Newsom, Newsom Obama, Newsom Obama. That's a potential one as well. Uh, But a two woman ticket, I'm telling you, for the Democrats, the radical libs, that would be that would be the bomb. Right. It would create a lot of destabilization, scare people away from the polls, rise of Antifa, rise of BLM, just their lefty wet dream and so what they're doing here is they're getting ready for joe biden to to announce yay and then remove him 25th amendment or remove him by him stepping down because his mental health has declined commie comes in for the shortest period of time absolutely possible okay (laughs) and and then they run these other candidates because i mean 
it doesn't matter. They're not these people don't control the White House. Who controls the White House is the bureaucracy, the establishment. It's the deep state. It's it's Obama, quite literally, and and Blinken. And Blinken, well fuck. Fuck me silly. Blinken just last week, it, it came out that the 51 intelligence heads that came out against the Hunter Biden laptop and called it disinformation just happened to have been approached by Morell. Morell approached them, but Morell was approached to basically go out there and get these people to sign a letter. And who was that person? Blinken, who's now the Secretary of State. So now you have you can potentially have articles of impeachment against Blinken. You can have them against Biden. That was election interference, 100%. And, yeah. and not only impeachment. But absolute removal for election interference. Yeah, this is treason level stuff, and General Flynn even called them all out. Yeah, it is treason yeah. level stuff. You had you had the director of national intelligence saying this is not Russian disinformation. You had every major intelligence agency head coming out and saying this is not Russian disinformation. This is real. And then you have this letter that comes out that the the media ran with. They say, oh, it's Russian disinformation, Russian disinformation. Why? Because Anthony Blinken, the now Secretary of State, went and pushed former CIA director under Obama, Morrell, to create this letter and get as many people to sign it as possible. And 51 signed the letter. And then they all went throughout the liberal news media and said, this is Russian disinformation. This is Russian disinformation. That is elect when they knew it wasn't. See, that's the thing. This, this one term from the cue boards comes into play. Knowingly. <laughs> When they knowingly yeah. knew it wasn't. Knowingly. That's worse. Yep. Knowingly knew it wasn't. And so you, you got Mayor Arcus, you got Blinken, you got Biden. All these people are, are, can be a peach right now for, for yep. high crimes. And so getting back to like what we were talking about earlier is we needed to control the domain of information. Well, guess what? We are the news now. That... The plan to take over the news and the media, to take over the narrative, has shifted. That no longer does the mainstream media become the number one source of public trusted information, but instead it's podcasts, alternative media, alternative platforms. It's social influencers. It's people like you and me and everybody else out there who's reposting this information or, or calling the narrative as we see it and getting it out to the world. Okay? Now, Why? Because you can't show the, you can't tell the people, you have to show them. So then it comes in here. Why did Donald Trump lose the 2020 election? It had to be this way. You had to allow them to completely steal the election, let the whole world see it, and let everything unravel from that point. And if you looked at how all this has unraveled in the last three years since the election, the whole world is seeing just how bad this is. Nobody ever imagined back in 2020 that we'd be seeing, you know, over 72 bio labs developing some of the, the worst gain of function created viruses in the world in Ukraine. Secret nuclear weapons programs completely unregulated in Ukraine. But here's the thing. It's there. And they weren't created under Trump. They were created under other administrations. Well, why? Why would they want to create a secret nuclear weapons program in Ukraine or a secret biological weapons program in Ukraine? It obviously wasn't for Russia because they sought to undermine the entire world. They sought to control it with force, coercion, lies, corruption, deception, any way that they possibly could to control this planet. 
and they got caught. And what happened is, is after Trump lost, they come out, the news had already been set. The new revolution of we are the media, we are the, the, the new form of information was already on the rise. You, nothing could stop it. Nothing could stop it, which meant that because that platform, the information platform had been taken over by the White Hats, by the Patriots, people like us, they knew that within the next four years of Biden, there's not one thing that could slip through. And guess what? It hasn't. Every single move they make, we're like, boom, to the internet. <laughs> and we True. put it out there, and it becomes mainstream media. Yeah, you're going to have disinformation. You're going to have bullshit with it. But the message is abundantly clear that they yeah. cannot do anything without us detecting it within a matter of hours, days, or a few days. Like What used to take months for people to discover and uncover now is happening within hours. And we're getting this information out there. Why? You can't tell the people. You have to show them. And this is what we're doing. Is we learned their secrets. We learned their tricks. We learned how the game was played. We understood their methodologies and their tactics and their strategies. And since we knew that, after Trump, quote unquote, lost, he didn't lose, he won. But after they stole the election from Trump, we are watching them with a Hawkeye. Which means that every move that they make we're on them like flies on shit. And we knew that they would make mistakes. We knew that we would find treason. We knew that we would find corruption. And here's the thing is you got millions upon millions upon millions of eyes on everything that they do. And guess what? We won. The whole world is seeing this now. That was the fucking plan, people. You have to understand. It was a shot in the dark, but it was a plan. And it worked. Now we're coming into the real stuff <clears throat> because this is a war. Yes, we control the domain of information. Absolutely. And they're going to fight back against us. They're going to try to take down that domain of information. That's why they have the Restrict Act. Restrict Act would absolutely nationalize the internet and take back over the domain of information in their hands. But here's the thing. They have their backs against the wall. They are swinging fist from the ground up. They are losing. I will, you very rarely hear me admit that on the show. Hmm. They are losing. But you have to be very, very careful with a caged animal. Because when that back gets cornered, they will do things you never thought imaginable. We are dealing, we are dealing with pure fucking evil with these people okay well josh you're not that bad dude they just injected 1.3 billion people on the planet with a genetically modified bioweapon that is meant to go in there change their dna to basically chemical kill factories and cancer producing factories if they don't die of a stroke or heart attack first yes these people are fucking evil and you know what they'll do next they will go to absolute all-out nuclear war. But here's the key. See, there was a strategy in place. And I think that this was mapped out a while back. I think Putin had something to do with this. But I believe that there was a strategy in place. Get China, peel China away from the globalists. In December of 2020, I went on Sean Morgan's show and I said... China's no longer a part of the world economic forum, the globalist world. 
They're like, you are crazy. I said, doesn't mean they're not a threat. Doesn't mean I trust them. But you're going to see China's alignment with BRICS. You're going to see a massive military buildup once they have acquired very large portions of the population, supply chain, as well as trading routes. Here it is. Then Why? Taiwan. <laughs> because that becomes that becomes the force that fights against the NATO or Western-derived world order. And because of that, the power of the, the homogeny begins to shift. And see, the thing is, is the globalists are basically the Anglo-Saxon elites of the world. And they cannot continue this when China and Russia are now fighting against them. Right. They would have to pull them into war if that occurred. And I think that Trump planned on this. I think that Trump in the Forbidden City with uh, uh, Xi, I think Trump and Holinsky with Putin, I think that this was planned for their rise. And it doesn't mean you we we shouldn't be weary of them or or you know cautious of them. We absolutely have to because they will take over the world and they'll backstab Russia in a heartbeat and usher in their world order. Okay. But I think it was a temporary disruption within the global power source that was needed for this dissemination, information dissemination program to actually take hold during the four years of Obama. Because when you start making Russia and China now enemies of the Americans and the, the Bidens, what happens is all this information flows out. Two weeks ago, you had uh, the, the Chinese Communist Party come out and say, hey, look, we got a whole bunch of stuff on Joe Biden. Do you want us to hand it over to you? We'll have our banks send it over. Okay? This is, what, this is what's happening. But I foresee that we're going to head towards... So there's a few thoughts here. 2024 elections. They absolutely cannot have an election unless they are guaranteed that they're going to win. Okay? Ray Dalio, globalist, who, who sits on that globalist table... Bridgewater Capital, $15 billion net worth. Been talking about the New World Order for years. His newest book's called The New World Order. Okay? He said in a recent interview that in 2024, you're going to have two political parties in the United States who are not going to accept the results of the election. If the Democrats yeah. win, the Republicans won't accept it. If the Republicans win, the Democrats won't accept it. He goes, either way, you're going to have conflict. Civil War, which means that when we start looking at 2024, if I'm looking at from a, like a military strategy position, right? And we have all the global uh, turmoil still happening, all the uh, the the not the the unconflicted conflict, right? Between the the Cold War, there you go, the non-connected yeah. war that's waging on, or the secret war, the secret war, right? The invisible war. As that go. progresses. Um, I could see that going kinetic before the 2024 election. Elections being suspended mm -hmm. because they cannot lose power. And that's when it all begins. Certainly an option. Yep. So who knows what we're going to see. But I, I do think that, oh, did you hear Trump the other day? On the interview with. Uh, he was giving a speech this last weekend, I believe, in uh, Iowa. Oh, uh, what did he say in that oh, one? No, Florida. He was in Florida. He said, General Michael Flynn, get ready. Oh. Yeah, yeah. What does that have to pertain to? Do you know what, do you know what uh, no. that pertains to? No. I can tell you right now. 
Oh, please do. Please do make my day. That goes to post 953, 17th of March, 2018. So you have Flynn targeted. Why? Who knows where the bodies are buried? Cleared of all all charges. Trump admin V2. That's timestamp connected or what? Nope. But that's that's President Trump saying, you're going to be my next director of national intelligence. Probably. I could see that for sure. Yep. And Definitely. I know, I know, I know Flynn. I, I asked him in private. I said, "Are you going to run again? Are you going to run in? Uh, you going to go into political?" And he said, "No, I'm, I'm not, I have no intention." Hmm. But if he was offered that job as director of national intelligence, I don't think he could turn it down. Quite honestly. Very interesting. So, what are some other possibilities besides war? Prior to an election occurring, what are some other possibilities? So, so, so election not occurring, civil war breaking out. This is why I said they need yeah. they, they need they need world war before that happens. They need a, a some type of kinetic war to break out before this happens, aligned with a global economic collapse. And this okay. is the end of the firestorm event that ushers in their great reset, but brings both sides to a point of massive vulnerability vulnerability to where if we have an action to fight back with, that's where it would happen. But you know how I kind of see it? I think they're kind of damned either way because if they start a war before the election, if they start a war before the election, the U S is not in a good position for any type of war. Mm-hmm. If they start a war after the election, after Trump wins, that's not going to be pretty. And Trump being the peacemaker, he's going to win that war with help or without, but he has a lot of people that will help him if he needs it. Right. If the far left steal the election, and there's a war, they're not going to win that war either. Look, let's just face it. They're not prepared for war. They could do oh, it. But you got to understand that lose, the, if a civil war derives, it's not going to be what people think. Okay? I believe so, that. Number one, it's not going to be, you know, Antifa and, and you know, the, the trans militia out there in, in pink camouflage fighting against the right. It's going to be states. It is going to be Texas saying, okay, guys, looks like you guys uh, are having a good time over there. See you, bye. And then Oklahoma's going to be like, we're going with Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama. You're going to have Iowa, Nebraska, North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, Wyoming. Uh, yeah. You're going to have Kentucky, Tennessee. Half of California. Arkansas. Off of the other half of yeah. California. Southern half of Colorado. They're all going to say, okay, yeah. we're out of here. We're going with Texas. What you're going to have is you're going to have this real kind of civil war to where Texas is going to stand up and say, you guys need, you you better freaking recognize. You guys need to stop right now. And they're going to be like, what are you going to do, Texas? And then Texas is going to be like, peace. Because Texas just... So Texas has initiated certain powers within the state, the 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 this, the legislator. Number one is they they are mobilizing their national guard to f- defend against an invasion at the border. Okay, this wow. is powers directed through their Article One in the state constitution. Number two is they have a bill on the House floor to create a digital currency backed upon gold. No state has created their own currency since prior to 1913, the Federal Reserve Act. Only reason state uh, Texas would do these two things is they're getting ready. 
They're just having these things right there in case they need them. So a civil war in this country is going to be fought at the state level. It's going to be state sovereignty, disbanding the union, removing the federal government, two-thirds majority constitutional convention. That's, so when I say civil war, that's what I mean by civil war. Um, is there going to be kinetic conflict? Oh, I think there will be kinetic conflict. Probably more likely in the form of with you know mixed in with the destabilization of local communities, you're going mm-hmm. to have assassination attempts and things like this in order to take over states by other. You're going to see a lot of assassinations in the next six to twelve months. Probably, yeah. I think people are going to start dying, and I mean like high level, high profile people. Yeah, I think you're absolutely going to see that. Um, so that's kind of my thoughts for what what's going to unfold. And I think that those are inevitable points of unfolding. Okay. And when they start losing, you're going to, so when the, when the deep state bureaucracy, the, the global cabal, when they're losing, you will see global economic collapse until then you will see the economy sustained and held by that thread until they need it. You will, you won't see global war. You won't see them, um, you know, start bombing Russia or any of these things until they need it. That's how they operate. But they'll keep Ukraine. Why do you think Ukraine's still going? Seriously, let's all think about this right now. Russia's already came out and said, we're done. We're like, we're ready. Like, let, let's negotiate peace. Zelensky's like, every time he tries to, Joe Biden's like, no. He's, yeah. we, we've had leaked reports that over two times he's been told no by the White House to end this. Okay. We uh, a week ago there was so this is in the mainstream now that the NATO underground headquarters in Ukraine was bombed by a bunker buster missile in oh, Russia. Man. We talked about it, right? No. Apparently that did happen. It's very very real. And who was in there? Four hundred people died in there, including the highest in command in Ukraine and U.S. military commanders. No way. As well as UK, so, uh, UK commanders and NATO commanders. Yeah. So I've seen some, I didn't know that, dude, but I saw some stories today where uh, it was RT.com reporting it. So it's a definite Russian propaganda yep. news network, but they were saying that there's murmurings from the US that they're going to have to basically do a truce or a ceasefire or just take the loss on Ukraine um, or at least have some kind of delay while they could recoup and rearm you're gonna, or you're gonna have g and Macron come in there and negotiate the truce okay but the u.s and nato they they got demolished that was a, a, a nato command center I, apparently there was a u.s general in there i don't know who it was we haven't found it but the u.s general apparently dead other u.s soldiers dead in there and trust me i don't want to lose american lives but this is this is serious. That was a major defeat. Okay. So with that, and then what we're seeing, why is it still going on? The reason it's still going on because they need that as a catalyst point if they need to increase the global situation. As things begin to deteriorate globally, if they need the ability to spark a global war, they have that conflict of which they can do it with. False flags. Exactly. So this is why you have all of this. Hmm. And, and that's why, think about Nord Stream. That's yes. what Nord Stream was about. We called it what it was. They, they, NATO wants 
to get involved in this war. So they had Nord Stream. They wanted to blame it on Russia. It didn't fall. It didn't fly. The narrative, the intelligence, it, it they could not contain it. They could Why? Still can. Because we yeah. are the media. We cracked that one. Contain it. We cracked that one within twenty-four or forty-eight hours. <laughs> yeah, BioLabs couldn't contain it because we are the media. This is see. This is the thing. So there's going to be a point in time in the future where they're going to need a distraction. They're going to need something to pull the able-bodied men out of the United States of America and send them overseas. Could be, and that's going to be global war. Hence, why they still need Ukraine. Okay. Let me go in here, guys. Guys, there's multiple ways to support us. One of those is to, between uh, for the, uh, and sorry, I know my voice is killing me today. Uh, one of those methodologies is the Battle of the Streams. And this is between DLive, Rumble, uh, Pilled, and Facebook. Much appreciated for everybody who keeps on donating, helping keep the Red Pill Project alive and everything we do. Um, as a, uh, a point out there for anybody who's new, if you have not joined up yet, socialredpill.com, completely free to join. You can also support us up there with a subscription. So socialredpill.com, you can scan that QR code or just go to socialredpill.com. Uh, but I wanted to give a shout out to everybody who's uh, donated so far on the Battle of the Streams. Uh, Polkadot123 on DLive, celebrating a 14-month subscription streak. Thank you so much, Polkadot. Shannon1313, three lemons. Thank you so much, Shannon. Uh, we got Patriotic Pisces, one diamond. Thank you so much, Patriotic Pisces. Barber's Barber Lines Matter, gifted five one-month subscriptions to users in this channel. Thank you so much, Nate, for that. Much appreciated. Shannon1313, three lemons. Thank you so much, Shannon. RPG3573, two ice creams, steps to nowhere, one lemon. Thank you no so much, RPG and steps to nowhere. DNA AF Vet, celebrating a 20-month subscription streak. Thank you so much, DNA AF Vet. And okay, we'll check that out in a second. Slum dog, get that a can. Good to see you back. Feels like forever. I know. Same here, actually. It was Good a long like weekend. Thank you so much, Slum Vader three six nine. Get that a can. Thank you so much, Vader three six nine. As well as seven cookies. Thank you so much, Vader three six nine. RPG thirty five seventy three two lemons. Thank you so much, RPG DNA AF that one diamond. Josh O. Pediatric, spot on again. Well, jo Joshopedia, I think is what the the, the uh, DNA AF that had the autocorrect going there on the phone. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but thank you so much, RPG and DNA AF that. Grismo7, three lemons and uh, six lemons. Thank you so much, Grismo7. Thank you guys all for all the donations. Much appreciated. You guys are helping to keep us alive and keep this, uh, this platform moving forth and getting this news and information out there to the world. Um, socialredpill.com, best one of the best ways. Uh, quick little intermissional break. If you guys are looking to get those 401ks, those IRAs on over into gold and silver, we do have an economic collapse that is in the midst right now. It's it's happening. Uh, we don't know when it's going to go, but when it does go, gold and silver are going to skyrocket in value. You hear me talk about this a lot. I was at the GART Great American Restoration Tour in Chandler, Arizona. I was on the financial um, panel. I talked a little bit about this, but getgoldtoday.com, getgoldtoday.com. Take this number down, 720-605-3900. That's Dr. Kirk Elliott. And if you submit to them, if you submit on the website and you do the form where you call them and leave the voicemail, you don't hear from them in 48 hours. Go to socialredpill.com and DM me. DM me on there and I will get you a hold of one of their guys. They're just swamped, so things do get buried, but I will... I, I have that that quick in for you. So let me know. I can get you in there. And by the way, as a point here, I will never message you ever on Telegram. 
if you see someone with my mug and says red pill project, I'm like, Hey, how are you on telegram? It is not me. We'll never message you on telegram. Okay. So keep that in mind as well as on telegram. We have our telegram channel. I believe it's at red pills TV Vince. Is that what it is? I can tell you right now it is red pill project. Josh Reed. And is that it or no? No, it's uh, t.me slash redpillstv. t.me slash redpills.tv or redpillstv. So, yeah, Telegram is real scammy. So it's t.me slash redpillstv. Yes, there we go. I'll put it in the chats as well. Cool, thank you. So go ahead and check that out, guys. If you guys do the MyPillow stuff, use that promo code RPP to help support us as well. Um, and we do have some new sponsors coming in. And these are some good ones. These are some good ones. So don't worry. I actually have some of them. Um, um, th- it's funny because Badlands sent me these um, these products, these salsa products and spices. Nice. And I've been using them like this. Salsa was the bomb, right? I love salsa. Yeah. So I'm, I'm at the bar and I'm like talking to this dude and we're hanging out all weekend. He goes, Bud Light. he goes, you know, that's my company, right? And I go... <laughs> Oh really? Dude, I love your products. <laughs> cool. No, so actually, Alpha Alpha <laughs> Warrior bought me a Bud Light. That's funny. So Alpha Warrior <laughs> bought me a Bud Light. Dude, I bought you a drink. <laughs> and uh, that's great. <laughs> Alpha Warrior bought me a Bud Light. That's hilarious. That's me dude. and him right there. And there's the Bud Light. Oh, yeah. And they put a little uh, cherry on top and put some shit on top of it. And That's I said, so the best funny, saver at the bar. No one will ever touch this. No one touched my seat. Hey. But you, but you know what the funny thing? I'm going to call you out, what? Alpha Warrior. I'm going to call you out right now. He's making this joke buying me a Bud Light, right? He bought John uh, Patel Patriot Bud Light, too. <laughs> the dude was drinking Michelob Ultra all weekend. Michelob so, Ultra is owned oh, by Anheuser Busch. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Oops. Oops. Well, we called him know. out on it. He's like, no way. I got to switch uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious, dude. Oh, man. Okay. So, <laughs> man, what else, what else happened this week or that I did not touch on? Well, that link in uh, the chat there is uh, kind of exactly down the road you're talking about here with war because uh, yesterday Biden wrote a letter to the Speaker of the House and uh, it goes into declaring or using the War Powers Act. Mm -hmm. What is it here? Public Law 93-148 War Powers Resolution. At my direction, United States Armed Forces personnel have conducted an operation to evacuate um, U.S. personnel from uh, Khartoum in Sudan in response to the deteriorating uh, security situation in Sudan. To conduct and support this operation, United States Armed Forces personnel with appropriate combat equipment deployed to Djibouti, Ethiopia, and Sudan. United States Armed Forces personnel will remain deployed in Djibouti to protect United States personnel and other until the security situation no longer requires their presence. Right, this was the evacuation of the embassy. Right. So, as I directed this action, consistent with my responsibility to protect the United States citizens, both at home and abroad, um, under the War Powers. Okay, so War Powers Resolution. He's talking about War Powers Act, yeah. Yep, we touched on that. 
Um, what else? I, I had to have posted something else here. Wild. Nobody talked about that. That happened yesterday. Yep. <laughs> and we talked I about Blinken. Blinken, Morrell. Um, we had... Uh, yeah, Xi Jinping is hiring 87,000 agricultural police officers, and they're coming oh. from for Chinese farmers. Remember, we're going to hire 87,000 new IRS agents, and now 87,000 are agricultural police. And so in China, you can only grow the crops that they tell you, and you can only grow a certain amount. And that seems to be pretty crazy in a country that is starving. Yeah, it's interesting. Or it's scary. Yep. It's curious. All right. Well, time went fast. But guys, we'll continue this conversation tomorrow. Tomorrow, remember, we are on a uh, uh, 30 minutes earlier tomorrow, so it's 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll send you that information out as it comes about. Um, and tomorrow night, I am on AMP After Hours. So that's uh, Tuesday nights. And then Wednesday, Wednesday, we got a pretty good guest on Earth Chronicles. It'll be pretty good. Um mm. Oh, ooh, and then May 7th, May 7th on Earth Chronicles. So May 7th on Earth Chronicles. May, no, May, not May 7th. Got to be May 3rd. May 3rd. Or May, is it May 17th? In May on Earth Chronicles, G. Edward Griffin, the man, 17th. the myth, the legend, the Who? creature from Jekyll Island. The creature from Jekyll Island. Who's coming on? G. Edward Griffin. He's the, he's the, he's the ultimate red pillar, man. He's the one who wrote... The uh, the creature from Jekyll Island uh, exploiting the Federal Reserve back in the 1970s. So yeah. We're going to have him on. That'll be a great show. Um, nice, dude. For everybody out there, socialredpill.com, if you go to the events tab, there's a Zoom link for Social Red Pill Zoom. Everybody is welcome to join on there. Uh, Thursday nights are my Q&A, where I'll definitely be on there. Um, I might pop in tonight, but I probably won't say much if I do, just because my voice is out. I do have to get to bed early. Get my voice. It's beauty rest. Maybe let's just do ASMR videos the rest of the week. What are what is it, ASMR? It's when you just do sounds like really close to the mic. Oh, okay. People like oh, it. I heard a whole story on this about how they said it's soothing and like you can do like the like you can sit <laughs> yeah. here and it's like it's like a new uh, addictive thing that gets dopamine releasing and. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good show, man. I uh definitely good to have you back, man, and gave us a lot of times, guys. And expect more red pills this whole week. So much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys all take care. Thanks for all the donations on all sides of the house, guys. Much appreciated. Uh don't forget, go on over the Twitter at Real Joshua Reed. And Vince is at at ready the number four war. No, it's not. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 Twitter? Yeah. It's at ready F for any. Ready A-N-Y. F for yeah. any. Okay. A-N-Y. Ready for any. Okay. Cool, guys. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. Have a great night. See you guys soon. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me Eye Patch McCain. <laughs>
Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And uh, you know that's the beginning of communism. 